This is the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and this is the show where I bring to life the true failures, the true successes, and the true learnings from recruiters and recruitment business owners globally. This podcast is now sponsored and supported by Hunted. Hunted is one of the best places on the internet for recruitment content. Of course, one of the reasons why I decided to partner with them is crucially, we share a common goal to help recruiters get better at their jobs. Hunted write about everything you can need in your career, from productivity hacks to helping your time management to TED Talks and reading lists. They offer in-depth insights into worldwide destinations and, of course, there's everyone's favorite recruitment wolf, Mr. Ed Hunter, who's not quite as scary in real life, but that is a story for another time. If you haven't yet checked out Hunted's content, you will not be disappointed. Hello, ladies and gents. Just a real quick one before you enjoy this episode. I've tried to edit it as much as possible. However, you'll sort of hear a few noises when uh, myself and Louise are talking. I think the microphone was sort of wobbly or the table was slightly wobbly so it meant that there's a sort of wobbly noise so try to do the best I can loads of good stuff in this episode so loads of value that you can get but just wanted to let you all know uh, bear with me on the the quality of the audio it's not as good as it normally is so apologies but enjoy the episode Loads of good stuff in here, and I'm excited for you all to hear it. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and today I'm in Manchester. I'm joined by... <laughs> I'm joined. For those who can't see that, Louise, who I'm with, just... Uh, what are they? Raven hands. Raven hands. <laughs> Raven hands, yeah. So um, I'm joined by Louise McMullen, who is um, the MD of a business called White Label Recruitment. Louise, thank you for joining me. Where I always like to start, how did Louise enter the world of recruitment? Please do share, <laughs> talk to us. How did that happen? Um, I didn't fall into recruitment, so it's not conventional stories where people just stumble across it. Um, I left college at 17, yeah. um, didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to run a business of some sort. Really? Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically dropped out my A-levels because I, I was being like, you know, you're forced into applying for applications yeah. and deciding what you want to do. And I was like, I've got no idea. But what was I your parents pushing that? No, just the college and stuff. Oh, really? And I was okay. like, I just got really good grades. And I was like, I don't actually know what degree I want to do. So yeah. I'm definitely not going to just go and mm. you know, choose a uni when I wasn't sure. So um, previous to that, I'd worked for my dad um, in, his, okay. in his business. So I had a chat with him and I was pretty upset. And I was like, I just don't want to go to uni yet. Yeah. So my dad said, right, you can come and work with me again. So at 17, I went, what, what went is, and worked with my dad. Um, they've got like a, they've still got it, um, fireplace business. So it's like Fireplace? Fireplace is niche. Very niche. <laughs> <laughs> Love a niche. Um, so 
I went there, I thought, right, I'm just going to get my head together for a year to work yeah. out and I'll just be a bit delayed. So did that and basically ended up, in, ended up there six years. Really? Yeah. What did you do there? So I just ended up running the business with my dad. Really? Yeah, and then I got into, um, obviously, I was earning quite a lot of money and yeah. stuff for my age. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't really go back to uni now and yeah, work yeah. everything out. And then, yeah, that was it really. Then I got contacted by um, a friend in recruitment that saw sort of what I was doing and how ambitious I was and everything. And he got me an interview and that was it. Really? Yeah. So what, so did you have a friend in recruitment? Yeah. Ah, so what, that's really interesting then. So would you say what you, the decision you made working with your dad, that exposure has really helped you now? Oh my God, yeah. That's crazy that. Like 100%, like I, I ended up, if my dad listens to this, he'll be like, all oh, right, what, what are you going on about? But yeah, I ended up <laughs> really trying to help him like have a better work-life balance. Cause he really? Worked, yeah, he was working like six days a week, seven days a week, and then... Was it like a brick and mortar business? And then yeah, was that what the business was? He, you know, he was just, it was really manual and stuff like that. And then I tried to like get it into the 21st century and like mm. his website updated and marketing. And yeah. then I took over the sales, started earning commission. Yeah. And... Um, my aim was like for him to work less and then I oh, kind of take amazing. it over. Um, yeah, and then I just had a friend who, who, who saw what I was doing and he just said, I think you'd just be really good in recruitment. Really? And I was waiting for this opportunity, but I didn't know what it was. You felt like you were Do you know what I mean? You know, yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. waiting for something and all these years I'm like, I knew I'm not going to stay there, but I didn't know yeah. what I was going to do. Um, That's so yeah, I just got, he got me an interview, it was a mate. And How did your friend sell recruitment? Oh, be honest. Um, it's like running your own business. Okay. Um, money. Yeah. Ambi- you know, ambitious people. You can like run your own business, but you've got support of another company. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it sounds like, it just sounded like perfect for yeah. me. And it just got me out of that sort of yeah. role that I was in. Um, but then obviously when I went into the interview, I was, I was definitely not a person that should be in recruitment. Really? So I had no degree. <laughs> you don't need a degree for recruitment. Wherever I went, you did. Yeah, okay. so you need a degree. Um, I dropped out of college. So that yeah. didn't look good. Um, worked for sort of six years there, so I, it just didn't, on paper, look that great. Mm. But obviously, yeah, yeah, you get yeah. through an interview and stuff like that. So um, it was all right. Okay. Yeah. So, and then you ended up at, is it, wasn't it Huxley? Yeah. And they're, they're, are they part of a... Big brand, aren't they? So Huxley, Huxley are part of S3. Okay. So that was where my friend worked. Yeah. Um, but I got some interviews at other companies as well. Yeah. Um, just to like make a comparison. So I did loads of research on it. And I was like, God, this is like perfect for me. Like this mm. is exactly what, what I know is, I Because I, I did research on it. Yeah. Because again, my friend told me about it and I was like, oh, yeah. this is like really in line with, because I just did sales at that point and I wanted to just get better at sales. And I researched into recruitment. I was like, you know what? More face-to-face, more consultative. Like, yeah. that's what I really like. That's what I needed to add to myself. Yeah. What What did you like when you researched it? Because it's, it's interesting to research in what you see. I liked the 360 side of it. Like, you get a, you get a job on, mm. go and get the job, and then you follow through with the whole process, and then you yeah. kind of build relationships, and the your, the your clients, like, I like that whole concept mm. of it. Um, I think it was only 360 that was about then anyway. I don't really? think there was any other options. But there was a lot of variety. Um, changing, days will be different. Mm. Um, going out on your meetings, like out the office one day, then you're yeah, coming yeah. back and so many different aspects of the job. And I like multitasking and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was like, okay. yeah, it sounds good. Why did you pick S3? Um, 
well, I knew someone in there, which is always good. Um, but I just like really liked the business, liked really? everything about it. Obviously, the holidays that was a big attraction really? at the time. But bearing in mind, I'd worked for my dad for like six years yeah. in a shop in Manchester. <laughs> so I was like, wow, this is like, I've got yeah, friends to, yeah, and like, yeah, that makes sense. I'd, um, like, so like to have that culture. Oh god, yeah, like the culture was just like amazing. Obviously, the training S three mm. was like ridiculous. Really? Um, you get to go to London for like the week and mm. constant training, um, like a massive on that sort of stuff. Um, I really liked the managers. Like my manager who took me on was just I just really gelled with her. Um, what market did you go in? Supply chain. Supply chain. Which was yeah, which was pretty easy as well. So I kind of really thought I can get that pretty quickly. And what, um, what, so, so then, um, obviously, since, since yeah. starting White Label, what market did you do now? Did that? Did, did you start a different um, market? So I was putting on an engineering permanent team. So like yeah. they did design, quality, supply chain, sales. I think at oh, the time. Oh, okay. so it is supply chain, but in, in, that in oh, engineering. Okay. So yeah. I we now at White Label do engineering as well. Okay. Um, similar markets. Okay, so for everyone's benefit then, so you, how long did you work at S3 for? Oh, it was only 18 months. Really? Yeah. And then you've been running White Label for Unfortunately, um, I've been running this business now for eight years. Eight years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 18 months, then I started a recruitment business. So I had a baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that. <laughs> it's an interesting journey that. How, how would you, I always like to speak to people about their first 12 months in recruitment, because they can be really difficult for a lot of people. Well, it's certainly difficult for myself. How were your first 12 months in recruitment? They really were all, they were fine. Really? Really easy. You nailed it. Easy. I don't know if I just got like a good market or whatever. <laughs> I like got a bit lucky, I don't know. But basically when I went into that business, we had such, such a good team. Like really? the engineering perm team was like incredible. Um, what made it incredible? The people, they just recruited the right people, the right, the right culture, the right personality fits the right drives everyone had the reason why they were there we we're all similar ages mm. and we just they, really they got clear. it right whatever they did they got that that team right so it was hard to not really do well mm. um everyone shared information everyone had their own path really collaborative really really nice team um and it makes a massive difference like you didn't tread on anyone's toes or anything and you wanted to do well for your team so we passed jobs about we'd mm. give each other candidates um, so it sounds like a good experience. I had like, I think in my first, I remember like my first two weeks, someone just took me out in a meeting, my mate Chris, took me to a client, gave me a job, and I went back and I filled it in like a week. So Shut I had really, honestly, I had like such a good start. So I was really? like, oh, this is meant like, yeah. Recruitment <laughs> completed it. I know, yeah. Easy. So I had a good, I had a good, um, a good start, a very good start. So it, it gave me that sort of positive sort of mm. mindset. And I was like, oh, this is... Yeah, really good. And, and my market weren't too technical, so it's alright. And is, has, it, has it always been has it always been perm that you've done? Yes. Okay. At Huxley, yeah. Yeah, yeah. At White Label, it's payment contracts. Okay. I've never really been a contract biller though. But you've predominantly done perm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just, just quick yeah. on that point. It'd be good to because I'm sure, obviously, your early experience and what you experienced in that team and what you yeah. thought went really well that you've sort of brang here and yeah. do you know what I mean? So like. What what do you think were some of the biggest contributors to that that team just making you feel like that? And do, do you know what I mean? What were some of the the big things that you think contributed to that team doing so well and why it worked so well? At Huxley, mm. um, they recruited people based on certain competencies um, and certain values. I think I don't think I had actually understood what the values were at that point. Okay. But I get it now. 
What um, were they then? What was the? It was, it was such enthusiasm, just like positivity, like very resilient, driven, mm. ambitious people. Everyone knew why they were there and what they were doing it for. So even if they didn't want a career in recruitment, like long term, yeah. you could chat to people and you'd know why they were working so hard. And really? we chatted about it loads on nights out and stuff. Um, well, so it was really clear that everyone had, like, they knew. What I felt like my team was, yeah. It really? was really, really clear. Um, and That's I don't know. Really yeah, everyone's had happy for each other. The, everyone was genuinely happy for each other. Really? Like, yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So I've tried to uh, do that here, like, because yeah. it definitely does work. Okay. Um, Anything else yeah. in that first 12 months then? It seems like you just absolutely nailed it. Oh, yeah, no, obviously. It weren't that easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, what was some, what the, what the, do you know what I mean? What like, was for, me, for me, it was, it was a huge learning curve. Like, I'd yeah. not been to university, so I'd not had that sort of appreciation for being in, like, group situations mm. and all of that stuff. So that was really new. Um, I'd never, ever met a client in my life mm. on my own. So I had to learn all that pretty quickly. I think that's quite tough, but they give you such good training. So, um, what made the training so good? A lot of people have said this on this podcast. Role so. plays. Really? Is that, yeah. Is that massive, it? massive on role plays, and we do that here. Like Emma is really good with that. She'll she'll sit in the room and she'll do it at the desk and just get people in yeah. the in the zone and like push them out of the comfort zone. It's horrible. Role plays are horrible. Horrible. They are horrible so thing. horrible. But Absolutely they are hated brilliant. them. Absolutely. But hated they are horrible. Them. Horrible. I remember being in like meeting rooms and they'd put you on the spot and you'd just be like going dead red, like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to say. And, like, <laughs> it was horrible, but you do need that. To, like, they push you out of your comfort zone, like really? a lot. Yeah. Early on as well. Yeah. So I think even though as a rookie, it's really tough, mm. you, need, you need a company to push you, yeah. push your boundaries a little bit. Um, but it wasn't sort of too intense. It was just okay. enough, I think. Would but yeah, I found that hard. I found the clients hard. I found going on a meeting hard. Even just like getting in my car and driving down motorways that I'd not really done before. It's, don't you're dead young. You don't, oh, I've got to go to a business and like get in my car and go there and then do do like a really good pitch and get myself back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're only like 22, 23. No, I know. Uh, it's, quite, I, like, it's quite a lot to Yeah, totally. Do, I, know. Really. I, remember, I, was, yeah, I always remember my first client meeting <laughs> with my old boss. And it is a really cool, it is a really cool experience, cool feeling. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. it feels like a proper job. Yeah. Doesn't it? And you see what... Yeah. <laughs> Looking the part. Do you know it's at the but end? No you're, no, you're totally right. It is. And then when you do that first meeting on your own, it is a yeah. good experience. Without you get like a bit of a buzz then, don't you? Yeah. Thinking like, gosh, like, I've just gone in this engineering business, met an MD. Mm. I've like told them what I do. They've given me an exclusive job. I'm going to go back and do a really good job on it. And you just, it's just a really Wicked. good just that sort of cycle. But yeah, I found that quite tough, like really challenging. But obviously you've put a brave face on. How, um, <laughs> how did you bill in your first year, mate? How? How did you bill in your first year? Um, it was 250. Really? Yeah. It's far a bit bad, more, I don't know. I think it's a bit more. It's not it? bad. Yeah. I know. That's decent. Yeah. First year. Yeah. Okay. Well, I threw that. <laughs> That's really good. It was a really good. I can't really take a lot of credit as well because we. I, I told you we had a good team. Mm. We passed a lot of business. Um, we um, shared information, stuff like that. Each of us took each other on our own our meetings, so we worked really clever, mm. really clever, and really smart. So mm. it wasn't like two fifty where I got all the new business in. Yeah. I think yeah. when I actually did the numbers, it was sixty percent my new business and forty percent from my team. Really. Yeah. In the first 12 months? Yeah, so... Um, That's good. 40% came from that. What year was it? From that. 
it was, oh gosh, 2008? 2008. Yeah. And then I think it was a, the recession was maybe after yeah. I just left, I think. Okay. Yeah. Just a quick one on that, and we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll dive into sort of the more recent experience. Yeah. Uh, just a quick one, because like, <coughs> if I, a lot of people that listen to this podcast um, can be quite early on in their career. Yeah. And like, obviously, do you think your experience now, in, uh, obviously hiring people here, mm. like, are you talking to people about doing 250K? In no. First, do you know what I mean? No. Yeah. Not, not so like all. that's obviously that's just different no. ball game now, isn't it? Yeah. I would but like, say. What, what would you say was the biggest? I mean, you probably mentioned it a lot, but what was the biggest contributor? Do you think for you to have such a good start in that in those first um, months? My really work ethic. Good. Work ethic. My work ethic was like totally different to most people. Um, what do you mean? How? I would get on with my job, okay. mess about, didn't okay. talk a lot. Really? Um, really got focused? My, got my head down, really focused. I would be in at seven, mm. leave it. I was left I left on time because um, I liked my sort of time after work and mm. stuff like that. But I got in quite early, which was dead time to me anyway, just in bed. So <laughs> get in, just get all my KPIs done like before anyone got in. So like everyone would be walking in and I'd be like, yes, done my mail shot. Really? I did my contact. Where'd that come from, that work ethic? I've worked with my dad for, since I was like 14. So I've worked six days a week since, from like 14 to 23. Yeah, so to me, going sitting in an office. Fair play. At seven in the morning was like pretty easy. I weren't, li- I weren't lifting anything. Huh? <laughs> I weren't lifting fireplaces. <laughs> you know what, fair play. Like how, uh, how, yeah. many, if, how many 23 year olds have worked six days a week for oh. Like what six no. seven years? That's some know. absolute selling fireplaces as well. That is a graph, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I moved them all as well. By the way, really moved them all. Wow, lifted. I think that, that I think <laughs> I think like from the sound of it, like that that was the best uni you could have picked. Do you know what I mean? I know we always I think, think that's this amazing. now. Yeah, it's like it's pretty boring at times, but like the stuff you do learn from it and like resilience and mm. like getting through boredom. So when you get really bored and you've just got to like crack on, like yeah. we can, like recruitment can get, can get a bit boring sometimes. You just think, well, it's definitely nowhere near as bad as that. Like I've got all people around me yeah, and yeah, like yeah. you've got like dead good atmospheres and targets and stuff like that. Mm. So it's not that difficult to get through a bad day really. Okay. Um, Work yeah. ethic. So uh, this yeah. came up on a, yeah. this came up in a conversation again recently and I know you'll see you're big on work life balance, <clears throat> well-being, these types of things. Yeah. I, particularly in obviously our world recruitment I think <clears throat> so the conversation to, to give you context was um, the chap that I did a, a podcast with uh, recently uh, James he basically said that each CEO when they he asked him uh, asked them sorry asked them what's the biggest contributor to or what do you think is the best thing or what big billers always have and it was always work ethic oh really it was always work ethic but I feel like in yeah. today's world, when you say work ethic, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's it's got that. Okay, well, as you were saying, you're here from seven till seven. Yeah, and that isn't really sexy anymore. No, 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 no. Do you know what I mean? No. So how what what's your view on work ethic in 2019, 2020? Yeah, so maybe I've not explained that right. So even though I did get in quite early on a lot of days, the the, the that didn't really contribute to building that much money. Mm. Like getting in an hour earlier four days three or four days a week is not going to make you a 250k bill it was what I was doing in in the time I was there mm. which was the normal eight nine hour day yeah um I think for me your work ethic 
is doing what you need to do when you need to do it. Yeah, no, so like, true. Um, there'd be weeks where, you know, stuff's going really well. You don't need to be in the office all seven mm. till seven. But I think when you do need to put it in, you do need to put it in. Mm. Um, when you, you, I don't know, like you sit here so many times and see, watch people and watch what they're doing and you think, you're wasting so much time. Yeah. You, but you're here, but you're not really present. So right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, totally. You can watch what people are doing and you think, God, you could have gone home at five. Yeah. But you've ate till no, seven. No, you're, you're like, totally right. I think that I was just interested to get your thoughts on that because I don't believe that. in that much work, that, in hours anyway. Mm. I don't think work ethic means someone who's done more hours than someone else. It's back to, it's back to your point. Like just yeah. because you did seven till seven, that, that, no. that has no... No. That the equation isn't, oh, if you work seven till seven, that means you're going to bill more no it doesn't so now if you are doing seven to seven and you're doing all the right activities yeah. then definitely do you get what i mean but yeah. that's that's the thing where people get mixed yeah. up isn't it and that's what you're talking about yeah it's like you ha work ethic is just willing to do what you need to do in yeah. the time required and, and when you may not be feeling like it but you do it yeah and for me as well the work the work ethic is doing your work when you don't well you just said it yeah when you don't feel like doing it mm when you've had that bad day or you're tired or you think, oh, I really want to be somewhere else, but you're making those little decisions all the time to, to get you where, where you need to go. Something um, that clicked with me. Yeah, um, it's not ours. So, I, so I'm into like uh, re reading like all about sales stuff and all that. Yeah. There's a guy called Grant Cardone. Don't know if you have yeah, yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. So something, he's, he said something that's always resonated with me and it was when I was in recruitment and it really helped me and it was like, you've got to love what you know other people hate doing. Like if you like, wait, if you, if you love what you yeah. don't like doing, yeah. like if you really love it, yeah. and you, but you don't enjoy doing it. Yeah. So like for me it was, if I actually had the mindset of like, right, if I actually really start to actually really enjoy and love making cold calls, even though I don't really like yeah. doing it, that's gonna massively help. Yeah. We got taught something in Eat the Frog. Eat the Frog? Yeah. So we do it in here, so we're like, right, what's your worst thing on your day plan? Yeah. It's like, what do you not like doing? So yeah, eat the frog, and you come in and be like, right, what's what's the thing I hate the most, or yeah. something that's really going to take my brain power, um, and do that first. Like, yeah, eat the frog. There's a I book, like that. There's a that book is on that it. basically. It's basically that. Eat yeah. the frog. So at my dad's shop, I used to come in, yeah. and move all the fireplaces, really, <laughs> get it done. Then I could sit in my office and like do the sales, yeah, which is what I like doing. So just get the worst thing out of the way in the morning. Mm. As a rookie or a manager or a team leader, just face up to the stuff that you don't want to do. Yeah, like you, you know, people don't like doing mail shots, for example. Mm. So come in and you know write your really good mail shot, and then you can be free to do the yeah. rest of your day. Then can't you? It's exactly that. Yeah, and I think that's that is actually a really good yeah. tactic just to crack on with what. Yeah. Because it's such a good feeling once you've done that. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, you said at the beginning, so you, have you always wanted to have your own business then? Yeah. Really? Yeah. However, when I first went into recruitment, that sort of stopped because I, really? loved, I loved it at Huxley. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Um, and it gave, that role gave me the feeling that I was running my own business, even though you yeah. work for someone else, but that was fine. But you didn't really feel that? No. And... Um, it felt like, you know, you, like I said before, you go out on your meetings and you're doing yeah. stuff, you go home and maybe post your adverts and then mm. write your day plan for the next day of what you wanted to do. So um, it was like running your own business. And the only reason I ended up leaving was because I uh, had a baby. So otherwise mm. I probably would have stayed there. Maybe one day I would have looked at doing it myself, mm. but it wasn't really on the radar 
at the time. Mm. Um, I would have wanted to like build a team and yeah. um, maybe become a director or something. How old, yeah. how old was your child when you started? Uh, he was, well, nearly one. Really? Yeah. That must have been difficult. Yeah, yeah. But I, it, it was a bit of a weird, a weird time for me because I didn't really cope with the having a baby thing very well. Really? Um, no, so I had like a bit of a... Felt like really anxious, like it was horrible, really, really horrible feeling. What, just about life um, or just? No, it was nothing, it was nothing specific. It was just a feeling, you know, like yeah. shaking and just like didn't feel like I could cope very well. And I went back to um, Huxley to have like a work, back to work interview. And I just sort of went into a bit of a meltdown. Like really? it just came out of nowhere, like a little mini panic attack. Really? Yeah, it was horrible. And uh I just thought, I looked around the office thinking, oh my God, like, if I don't bill anywhere near as much, like, I'm not going to be looked on in a good way and mm. put this stupid pressure on myself. Um, and no one at the time had kids mm. in recruitment as much. It's 10 years ago, so yeah. quite a while. Um, I just felt like a bit of a loner. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I thought, God, like, my life's going to be so different, even mm. though it actually never ended up being any different. But... Um, so yeah, I felt like I didn't have enough in, another choice really. So it was, came out of necessity really. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I felt like I had this like bit of a meltdown. So I thought, right, I'll go and interview a few other places that don't know me. So I've not got this big 250 target yeah, 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 on my yeah. head. And then I couldn't get an interview. Really? Anywhere. No. So what, no, one, no one had given me an interview. I got loads of telephone interviews, but because it was like, I wanted a four day week. Yeah. And then I said, right, well, I'll bill, I'll commit to a 150 target. Like, that's it. Um, I don't feel like I even know if I could do any more than that because I've never done a four-day week and I've never mm. had a baby before. So <laughs> I don't actually know. <laughs> All I'm going to say is it's 100 grand less than what it was. When it was, when it was mental. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, right, I'll do 150. And then everyone on my telephone interview was like, what makes you think you can do that? You've never done a four-day week. And at the time, like, no one was really doing it. Yeah, totally. Um so my confidence was just like totally knocked. It was horrible. Yeah. Um, and you, so like, and that, did that feed into that, that you feeling being anxious? It was awful. Yeah. So I was like, do you know what? I haven't actually got another option here. Mm. I was backed into a corner a little bit. Um, so I thought, right, I'll just try it mm. and see where it goes. How, 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 <laughs> uh, so how long has yeah. White Label been going now? Um, this is our eighth year. Yeah. Eighth year. And how many of you are there? Um, 17. 17 of us, yeah. Let, let, I mean, yeah. there must be so much that you've learned through this yeah. period. So how many children do you have now? Just three. Once, uh, three? Three. So you've had two three more... Boys. <laughs> so you got, you've had two more children? Yeah. Since um, running White Label? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> one was planned, one wasn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> Okay. Let, let, let's talk but about Yeah, that. all good. Let's talk about that. So um, I guess, firstly... Let's just start. There'll, there'll be people listening that yeah. are definitely thinking about starting their own recruitment yes. business. Yeah. What should they be thinking about that, that sort of that maybe you didn't realise or think about when uh, White Label was formed? What should what, What's your advice yeah. to people that are thinking about starting a recruitment business? Invest in yourself before anyone else. So, I would say just make sure you've got some sort of network or mm. some sort of membership to a peer group or something where you can talk to people um, mm. that have done it 
because uh, you'll save yourself years <laughs> yeah <laughs> problems um invest in yourself yeah so I like it, that you know what do you mean by that just like you know your networking groups you can go to some of them charge you a certain amount of money per yeah. month to be part of it um but you go to you know once a month go and meet other directors of recruitment companies might be like one man bands or people who've yeah. got five people or people who've got 20 or 50 um so for that for me that's just price of a really no good brainer. gym membership or something yeah yeah, yeah. um anything else cause it's really lonely really you found that really lonely um when did you hire someone we were a year in a year what, yeah what, you hired one person yeah yeah so it was yeah it's quite it's quite lonely work from home which really? is sometimes not great for your mental health and do you like physical from home? no i don't <laughs> i only do it now because um You've got do, free, do, free do one day, do one day at home. Um, well, technically, it's not at home. I go to, I go to like a coffee shop or a pub or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And take my laptop and just do all my admin right. and yeah. like my thinking time. But obviously, when you're building a recruitment business, you're billing and stuff like that. So, um, you're sat in your house. It's quite, quite lonely. And then you don't know if you're doing something right. Yeah. So you might get like, I don't know, a question on terms, and you think, what did you? I don't actually know what I'm doing. What do you used to do? <laughs> What did well, you do? Luckily, I had a friend from um, my husband's friend who's got a recruitment business. Okay. Um, oh my God, like he helped me so much. Was he a mentor? Absolutely, pretty much. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah, he was just so. I, I speak to him now, like, really? if I get stuck. I think he's done it for about double what so I've what, done it for. What, so, what was the benefit I was really of that lucky relationship? that we had that relationship. What was the benefit of that relationship? Oh. So if someone doesn't pay you or you get a complaint and it's you, like that's not stuff you deal with when you're working for an agency. Um, So you'd be like, right, what do I do now? Can you recommend a lawyer? How do Mm. I get this client to pay? Um, Taking someone on, like you might take someone on and then they leave or you need to Mm. dismiss them for whatever reason and what's the process for that? What, where do you, you spend just, legally? You just did so much you've never done before. You've never done it. Um, you know, where do your finances come from? Mm. There's about, you know, you write that on LinkedIn. I need an invoice factoring company, and you'll get about 500 messages oh, back. Yeah, you'll get absolutely. Okay. How do you even know what questions to ask? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Know who's the right one? Mm. Um, so for me, yeah, mentor is a good a good one as well. So I had that w- mm. without even sort of looking for it. But if you're starting out, try and find one. Mm. Um, and even if that's someone that's invested in your business a little bit mm. even if they're getting something out of it like mm. a percent or something like that um, but it seems huge. like it's that it's that that that's having someone that you can speak to about what you're doing or yeah. thinking about this da, yeah. da, da, is super useful yeah. when it's rather than just you in your living room doing what you need to do because I think you, you spend so much time questioning your own mm. sanity as well questioning yourself and you've gone from being a really high biller, mm. usually people who set up, to being in a room on your own with no people, mm. trying to bill again with no clients and no one to talk to. So it's like, it's a pretty big... Um, did you did you know from the beginning that you wanted to grow it to like where no, it is now? Really? No, I didn't. Like I say, it was out of necessity at the time. It was like a fight or flight for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it was only when I got, got sort of my back, myself back on my feet again, like mm. me- mentally and stuff mm. like that, that sort of time, um, stuff became clearer. And then I got my, my drive back again yeah. and I was like, oh, you know, yeah, this 
this is uh, going to so go again, somewhere, I think. Again, though, you're saying there, like, again, invest in yourself. And yeah. I guess w- what you're saying there is, yeah, mate, if you are... F- if you are thinking about growing a business or whatever, make sure you're doing it when you're in a good place. Yeah. Um, I don't know, because I, I, I don't know how people start businesses, because I, I think people do it for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. And I think sometimes having something quite negative can mm. really drive you, but then yeah, it doesn't want to always be the driver, does it? But do, you, do, you think, it's, do you think people like thinking about starting a recruitment business should know from day one if they want to grow it to like 10, 15? No. Or should it be a lifestyle not. business? Like you Definitely think they should not. be open? I only feel now that this is really getting traction. Okay. Um, I don't know how you would know that mm. unless you are a certain type of person. Mm. Okay. I do, I do meet a lot of people who, who do know that yeah. from day one. However, I'm not, there are a lot of men. Mm. So I think maybe there's a bit of a difference because I've always known I've wanted a family and I've never known how that's all going to pan out. So I think for for a man, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but they don't usually stay at home with babies and stuff like that. So they can plan things out a bit easier than, say, a woman could because they've never got to do the maternity leave and they've not got to get themselves back to work. Or if you're a woman who owns a recruitment company, you've got to get cover Mm. to cover your role. So... I feel like it's been harder to plan that out, but yeah, now I'm totally not going to have that. any more kids. It goes, oh yeah, it's actually, it's quite easy. Yeah, totally get that. Do you know what I mean? So on that, maybe with that. On that note, first year, children, mum, trying to build a recruitment business. Yeah. What was that like? <laughs> a lot of long hours, going back to the hours again. <laughs> really? Yeah. What was that actually like though? Like, oh did, did, my God. Did, did that mean that you've got less time with your children? No, so I do get up, Normal day, drop them at nursery, mm. go to work, um, or go home, yeah. or go to the office after year yeah, one. Yeah. Um, do your normal day, go home, do tea. I had a lot of family that helped me out and stuff. Um, I used to go and play my sports and stuff like that a couple of times a week, okay. get back in the zone, and then getting back in bed, and then I'd do nine till two in the morning. Shut up. I reckon for two years. Really? Yeah, yeah. 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 Did that not just burn you out? No, I liked it. Really? Yeah, I liked it. It was good because you're like you're building something, so it's like it wasn't like work. Mm. It was like, and also like two in the morning. You've Who got are you no, calling you've got, at two in the morning, mate? Got, but that was like admin, like <laughs> doing all my documents and like what I'm gonna do and you know prepping my mail shots and you know I got quite a buzz off it. But also, you've got no money coming in, mm. so like you, you can't think, oh, I've done all right this month. I'm like, I think like six months ahead, so I'm always a bit of a planner. Yeah. So I'm like, right, I need to, if I had a sniff of a job, I'd be shortlisting people so that I had people the next day straight away to be, be calling and stuff mm. like that. But um, okay. for me, I'm, I'm all about like building the pot up. I'm quite a um, I'm stable person. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not month to month. Fair enough. No, I, I absolutely love the honesty there on yeah, yeah. the hours you had to put in. I had to do, that. I had to, because I, I was like, I have to get enough money to, for this to yeah. be sustainable. Um, How yeah. getting, um, hiring your first person? Yeah. Anyone that's going through that process? Yeah. Would you do anything differently? Um, like what? What if if I'm in the process now, thinking about hiring the first person for my business? Oh God, I can't even remember. It was so long ago. Um, but what anything that comes to mind? If like if you would speak to someone right now, like Louise, I'm thinking about hiring the first person for my recruitment business. 
would you say anything to me be like think yeah, about this absolutely i would um go on make sure that they understand the relationship and how it's going to change okay um so that first person comes in they're like part of your business yeah. from day dot and then as your business grows and you develop yourself as a yeah builder to a recruitment owner business owner to a manager to a director mm. that relationship starts changing and I think it's quite difficult for those people at first come in to accept that change over a certain period of time so if I was to do anything differently I would have maybe tried to explain that that change was going like to happen what they're getting themselves in for um, yeah and the relationship the relationship's a big one it changes so much mm. so I know a lot of people whose first person that have come in have not necessarily gone into a management role but then it's caused a lot of problems in, in businesses mm. because they might I might think because they're the first one in that they're entitled to, to a certain, yeah, yeah, yeah. certain role or they might actually not be suited to that position. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Okay. That's quite a big one. So how, how long have you been around the sort of 15, 17 mark? Like has that, what's that journey been um, like? This year has been a big one for growth because um, my, um, she's like kind of like a business partner now, Emma. She's just been promoted to director, has come back off maternity and she's grown the business quite a lot this year. So I think, we've, I think we've took on um, five people this year. Really? Yeah. And that's been... And I nice. covered her last year on her maternity and we grew up, we took two or three on the year before. Really? So it's been in the last couple of years, really. We've always been around the eight mark. Because mm, that was the agency, the, the yeah. agency I work for is around that. And it, it, obviously, me and, me and the, my old boss had a really open relationship and that yeah. it, was, it was difficult to get past that. Yeah. It is really hard, tough. isn't it? Yeah. Why do you think that's difficult, that? Um, your... Um, processes and structure yeah so I've been really it's been a lot slower for it for us the growth but I'm more about the foundation and mm. making sure everything's right before we do something and it's at the end of the day it's like you know it's people's lives mm. you can't be bringing people in and they've they've not got a target to meet or they don't know where the next promotion is coming from so I've done it a lot slower so that the foundation's there but now it's there it's it's rocketed it's like yeah, we yeah. could take I don't know, so many people on now, but these you know, these job specs in place, these, these roles, these mm. different promotions. These so what, so what, what, what you say makes up the foundation then for people? Oh, 100%, yeah. But, but what makes that up for people listening? <clears throat> what, what, should, what should people really make sure they have in place or the building blocks they have in place if they really want to start um, scaling or hiring? Really good like financial sort of backing in terms of if you're going to use a factoring company, yeah. you know, you can get paid quickly if you really need it, get yourself in a good credit position where you got can get an overdraft if something yeah. happens. Um, everyone's got good job descriptions, mm. you know exactly how your commission works, mm. good commission structure, um, very transparent um, mm. with everything. You've got a good training provider that everyone mm. goes through, that's so everyone's the same. Good management programme, um, everyone goes to the same management programme, mm. so all your team leaders are on the same page. Um, where you're going to be based, what's your culture, mm. why do you do it? Like, all that took me a long time to work it all out. Really? <clears throat> so, yeah, what's your why? Do you know, like, why yeah. are you doing it? Do you know, it's took me years to work this out, like, a long time. Why do you think it's taken you quite a few years? Um, I just didn't know. Really? Yeah, being honest. And you know now? I, yeah, yeah. I just didn't know what it was. So, yeah. How did you find that out? What was that, um, what was that like? That's not easy. It's really not. It's really, really what, 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 
Why did you do it then, Louise? Share, why, share why, it with why us why, why did so you do I, it? I sat down one day. I actually did, um, I did a, a conference call with Mike Smith. So he was the XMD at Huxley. Okay. And he's, he runs a power hive with yeah. Sean. And as part of that, he did like a three-hour call with me. And he really sort of grilled me on stuff. And he's like, why do you what you do? And, and I wrote it all down. I was like, I really like making people better. I, yeah. like, I like seeing people progress. I, I like building something. I like process and all yeah. these different things that I've done all over these years. And he was like, well, how can you put that into words? And I was like, it doesn't sound that good, does it? It sounds a bit, yeah. it doesn't sound like all these huge vision statements that everyone has on the websites and stuff. And, and he was like, but that's what it is. And I was like, oh yeah, it is actually. And since I've just accepted that, I'm like, oh, it's actually really easy. I like making people better and it's like yeah. quite simple. But um, all these years, that's what I've been building, but I'd never knew mm. what it was. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... Um, why do you, again, why? But why? Like, <laughs> why, why, do, why, why has that helped you? Why is that helping you now? Do you know what I mean? Why is that important for people listening to really think about that and nail that down? Because you cannot have good days every day. Mm. So you're going to have to accept that you're going to have like really bad days or, you know, things are not going to go your way. So if you know what the bigger picture is and what your reason for being here is, you'll can just brush it off a little bit or, mm. you know. It's gives you perspective, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. What the bigger picture is I think um, I don't know it's a bit of a it's a weird like it's a weird thing to sort of know yeah. it's hard to, I know to articulate um, but the Simon Sinek book's good yeah that is so, good so yeah that is I, good. I've, I've, I've he's, he's got a new, he's got a new one out oh really have you seen that no it's, it's interesting um, it is interesting um, what what's been the most challenging thing for you running, running this business having children really <laughs> yeah um, so, but How have you I, that? do you know what? I say that, but then at the same time, if I didn't do it, I wouldn't be where I am. So it's a bit of a. What you think that's been a huge. It's, it's the reason for you. why it's such a good company as well. Really? Yeah. When they always say, don't they, like your biggest challenge ends up being like yeah. you, you, you sort why, of. Why? What do you mean? How? Because you're forced into, you're forced into plans. You're forced into mm. um, looking to the future forced into making decisions with people's careers mm. um, how have people you made... step up hugely so like the two, the two years I had off was the two years where my whole team have stepped up massively really and then last year Emma, Emma you went had off. two years off well yeah one was like six months and then I was off a bit more then and then the other year was a full year how did and you then, manage that this is this your is, business this is what I mean like so you, you how did you manage that I'm really, I, I'm really, really trusting in people. Mm. But, but like I said before, because the foundations were there, it wasn't that difficult. Mm. So your technology's there, your processes are there, your, it's, it's, you, rec you recruit the right people. It's that trust though, isn't it? Um, trust, I honestly, can honestly tell you, you can ask Emma this as well, she'll verify it. I was so adamant that she was like such a good leader and I wanted to just give her that chance. Mm. We had one call for a week, every week for an hour. That was it? That was it. And then we did one monthly review in, in a coffee shop. Really? And then I went on lunch clubs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just wanted to like, I thought, do you know what? If I'm going to have a business that's going to give me the life I want, this has got to work. That's amazing. So if it doesn't, this isn't really what I want to do. Mm. Because I can't sustain being a mum, working this much. If, I'm, if I've got to be there all the time because yeah. it's not sustainable, you're going to burn out. 
Um, How? So for me, it was like a bit of a test. Like, oh, totally. Do you totally. know? And then it, and and also as well, when you put that much trust in people and you delegate effectively and you give them that chance and you yeah. trust them, people's people are so good at the job. Like the guys in here do things so much better than I do. Like mm. they, they're so good at what they do, and it gives just, them a chance. Just on that, because yeah. I think there's some really valuable stuff in there. Like there'll be people listening that probably <clears> are in that that they do want that life where yeah. they're, they're not always having to be involved, but they're yeah. still pulled put into post. My old boss was definitely that. Yeah. Like if I was to say to you, you're talking a bit about there, but if I was to say to you, like some real practical advice for people that can that feel like. <clears throat> Fuck, I'm still so involved with everything, yeah. but I don't want to be. Like, how how can I really start taking a step towards that? Do you know what I mean? Because that's amazing that you did that. Yeah, it, 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 obviously, when I planned my second child, um, it was obviously a nine-month process, yeah. so we made a plan. You actually put a plan together. Yeah, yeah, you can't just obviously do it um, overnight. So we'd look at every week or every month what part of my role can Emma and I be learning and do like on the job training things like that just put a little bit of time aside so it don't see it as such a huge step so by the time Mm. it it actually came to happening she was already doing the job anyway that's really smart Um, so that's really that's really that's really good advice Um, so actually so basically what you started to do is actually over that period like really like just build up what you're doing on a weekly basis okay Emma or whoever it is in your business Like, let's start here. Why don't you start doing this? And then it just yeah. continued to build and yeah. build and build. And then, as you said, by the time yeah. that you left, yeah, that's really interesting. And then they now, Emma now does that with her team. So um, these two or three different people now that she replicates that with. Yeah. And she'll do that on a weekly, not always a weekly basis, but, you know, there'll always be some sort of training where they're learning something. Yeah. And we try to um, explain this in the business that, by giving something away doesn't mean that you're losing it. You you you're growing. Yeah. In some way, do you know mm. do you know what I mean? So, um, give it to your team because like your rookies want to be involved in doing sales days and things yeah, like that. Yeah, and yeah. you might be a team leader thinking, oh, I really love this part of the job. But the minute you delegate that, they become good. Then you can focus on some yeah. higher level stuff. Um, so yeah, we're just quite big on that. We're constantly how teaching each other our roles. How have you got better at trusting people? That's not easy. That. Um, hire the right people <laughs> you, that's what, quite easy to say isn't what, it what, but yeah what would you look for when you half your business what are the things that people must have trust what do you mean so you have to hire people you can trust so How you can need you to trust them if you just met them though? um i don't know we, we do have like um i don't do these interviews anymore but questions that you might ask them about you know things that they've done at work or how okay. would you handle this situation okay. um you can usually tell in an interview if you give them like a couple of chances to ask but uh, what any any like key characteristics that you that these people that, pe- that people have to have for you that gives them the best possible chance of because um, obviously just to highlight here you, uh, how many how many people have left your business in the last five years not many I don't, three that's what I mean that's not lost anyone in the last this is our third year pretty good that yeah um, Do you know what I mean? So, like, there, there's definitely factors to that. Yeah. So, like, what things do you always make sure or really make sure that you're confident these people have for you to... If we feel like someone is going to step on someone to get somewhere, yeah. if they give any indication of that, 
an example. Is that just, the biggest thing? There would be a no straight without even question whether there was a 200 grand villa. Like, um, and that's quite easy to find out because you can just ask competence-based questions around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, give me a time when, you know, something's not gone your way, but it would have benefited you and see what they say. Yeah. Um, and we can have an interview done and dusted in 10 minutes because we were just no. Um, obviously, the, the, I know I hate saying it, but like the resilience thing, yeah. that's massive. Um, how we how bought, do you interview for that though? So again, how? we ask, we try to ask them things outside of work. Really? Yeah, it's never in, we, we, we resort to that as like a last resort if it's in work, but what have you done what outside you? of work? So, you know, a time where you found something really hard outside of work and then specifically what was that? How did it feel? Yeah. What did you do? Who was there? Mm. So they can't lie, you know, so it's not just a pre precaution Have you done any metric test before? Yeah, so we use, um, oh, I can't remember what it's called now, the gold one. How's that helped? Um, really good. So that gives us. Because someone mentioned that recently that that was a big thing for them. They started doing that like 18 months ago. Yeah. And that had a big impact. Yeah, so we use that at final stage. Really? Um, and then what are the, has, there, has there been like any trends? That's more on the sales side. So is that's it? like, that's sort of what are they going to be sort of afraid of in this on the sales side. Well, so you can work um, out some particular Yeah, and, and then it gives you, it gives you actual like questions you can go back into the interview and ask. Yeah, so this so could yeah it's reason. really good actually that. Um, okay. But then back to the, the interviewing, um, team player. Team player. Huge, yeah, it seems like that's big Huge, huge, huge. Um, again, I'd take that over. I'd really? take someone with like that mentality that was a rookie that I knew was exactly mm. the right person for our team over someone who's been in recruitment for five years, that's 200 grand villa, mm. any day. It just, it, yeah, that's I just don't. That's the that you wanna Yeah, and build. that's how you can obviously get the attraction with people staying for mm. a long time and not leaving. Um, okay. And then the work ethic is a big one. Again, we, we really promote work-life balance. Yeah. So, don't want to get that confused because I think sometimes it might come across like, oh, you know, they've got an amazing work-life balance at my label, but we work really hard when we're really here hard, and yeah. we're really committed to the team environment. Mm. So everything's about the team, everything's about, you know, working together. And that's mm. what I mean by sort of that. Work-life balance? Yeah. In recruitment? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does it exist? <laughs> What, what, what does that mean to you and what does that look like? Because that's clearly something you're passionate about. A yeah. lot of people in the managed area that sort of yeah. network and know you and your brand, yeah. it, it's clearly something you're passionate about. But what, what, what does that mean to you from your, in, your, in your perspective? For me, when I had that feeling of not being able to go back to my job that I loved because I was so scared of targets. And when you were anxious and... Yeah, mm. and feeling like I love something so much, but I didn't feel like my life was going to let me do it. Yeah. I got really like passionate about not making other people feel like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. don't know what it was. It was just like, it was, was some, a bit of a change. Um, so I've always been quite passionate. Like I don't like seeing people struggling yeah. um, because of something at home mm. that's affecting the work. Because everyone's got the chance to do really well. Like everyone yeah. goes to work nine to five and can do can do the job but a lot of the time it's external factors that contribute to for sure poor billing or good billing yeah um so i'm quite passionate that everyone's got the same 
shot at the goal, but it just sometimes everyone's got different mm. different things that go on. So, so well, try and help them out with with, with stuff. Everyone's so everyone, yeah. work life balance for everyone is individual. It, it is. So you can't just say, oh well, everyone loves flexibility because some people don't really exactly, care about totally. it. Some people it actually makes them worse. Mm. Um, some people need it. Some people just need a break yeah. and not be, you know not be on the case all day about yeah. something. Um, How have you gone about finding out what makes people tick then? It comes back to the, the why Does again, it? yeah. So I think now everyone in the business understands that. We've done loads of training on it and watched videos and stuff like that. What, now, that's what their why is? Yeah, so they why? have to write this at the start of the really? year. Yeah, so they have to tell us what it is and it's constant development. So we as managers need to know exactly what their why is for any one time. I don't even manage anyone in there, but mm. I would know yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. what drives someone so that I can tap into what it is. And it's not manipulative or anything like that. It's just like what motivates you and why you're here. Um, yeah. And then I'd know, we'd know exactly which areas of the work-life balance are relevant. Mm. So you've got all these different things which are brilliant, like flexible working hours and work from home and that, but it doesn't actually see what everyone. Yeah, it's individual, um, isn't it? I think that's the thing for me. Yeah, from I think... what I've what I see in the conversations <coughs> I have, it work life balance is individual. It's not like a blanket. Yeah, and I think as well, you, you've got this framework which is brilliant. I might be a bit naive because I've not got a business of fifty people, but yeah. it's quite easy to manage. But we employ people that understand that we're fair managers and we do yeah. the best for each person so we don't have anybody saying well why is that person just left at four they trust that we've done that for a reason yeah so it might be that's, that's important it might be you know someone's just i don't know not in the greatest place mentally or you know mm. something at home could have happened that they don't want to share our staff know the managers have made the right call to say you don't need to come in or mm. just leave no one to question it so it's got to be really specific and yeah. it can't just be well it doesn't say it in the rule book or it doesn't say it in your contract so you can't leave now yeah do, do you know yeah I know but I don't know obviously I've not got a team that's 50 people so that must be a lot more difficult yeah, to, no, I know what you mean. to do but um, it's got to be very bespoke I think no um, I, I think yeah, yeah. I think right so what, what I'd love to just get your perspective on a few things as, as we um, uh, b- b- before we finish so <clears throat> From your perspective now, obviously spoke about a lot uh, about running the business and your experience of that and these types of things. But in 2019, like and, and your experience over the last sort of couple of years, <clears throat> what what have you seen the sort of top performers in in your business do really well, and what what do you think contributes to that in today's top performers? Yeah, top performers in in your business. Like what what are common things that you see in these people? They know the why why they're here okay um, obviously your top performers um, you want them here for a long time as well so um, they know exactly why they're here and what they're doing it for mm-hmm. and if they're not going into management why they're not going into management why mm. they're staying on billing yeah. they are going into management why they're doing that yeah. they're not just copying the mate yeah. who's done it <laughs> for a bit of progression um, they go on training yeah. and they're constantly constantly developing um, so they don't just leave the book in the drawer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basic stuff like that, really. Like every now and again, you'll you'll listen to a top biller and you'll hear them you hear them say something on the phone that you know they've learned like a month ago. Yeah. You're like yes, like they'll they might yeah, not yeah, do it yeah. straight away, but they're, they're dropping stuff in all the time. Are you? Um, is it is it also common then that you're sending these people always yeah. willing to learn? Yeah. That's big. Hundred percent. So they have the humility. Um, yeah, 
and you'll they'll learn in their own time as well. So it's hard to bring change in. Um, so you might change a system or change a process or something. Mm. I think the top performers are the ones that stop what they're doing, listen to what you're saying, have the headspace to acknowledge it, and then they'll, they'll implement it over like a two month period. And then in two months, they're starting to use this system really well. Mm. Um, the ones that are lower performers, um, they're not listening, they're not taking on change, yeah. not getting with the times, they leave books in drawers, they don't actually know how to use the new systems you've put in and they're getting left behind a little bit. Mm. Um, and then it's always a struggle. Um, and the, and the top performers on the day plans, if you were to look at them, they, they've got um, a lot of time for, for change and admin. Okay. And take time out of the day to learn how, when the business is progressing. Um, and I see that in the, the day plans. Oh, and they plan really well because they do day plans. <laughs> they plan really they well. They plan really well. So the, what, the, what does that typically look like? Do they um, block out? So day plan every day. Really? Even if it's a list of things to do. Really? Yeah, so they'll just have a tick list or it could be time or whatever. Yeah. The, the top farmers always do a day plan. Yeah. Um, That's really practical and yeah, good. 100%, no matter how long they've been here. They have a yeah, day like plan. Yeah, Emma and I do day plans like every mm. day. We're accountable to each other. Um, okay. Yeah, just stuff. Um, so, yeah. I know obviously me and you spoke about this when I sort of started to learn a bit more about your business and stuff. But how recent was it that you changed it, where some people focused more on client side and some people focused on the delivery um, side? It was uh, two years ago. Okay. Oh, maybe a bit longer. Let's just talk a bit about that. Start, I think that's interesting. Off, yeah. So what was the driver behind that? So, so for everyone listening, you've got a team that's dedicated on clients. So they're, they're in pairs, a lot of them Pair, now. Pairs. We've got a mix of people. So firstly, I lost a really good biller because okay. we didn't have a delivery model. Um, really good 360 guy, but he wanted to just focus on candidates. Okay. He was really good on the candidate side. And he was actually really good if you gave him a job, Yeah. Um, but just didn't really enjoy yeah. the new business. Lost that person. Went on a training course, put the trainer, said 360's dead, and in four years, you're going to be left behind. So really? I was like, oh my God, what does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> I only knew 360, so we just started bringing it in um, bit by bit. Emma came off billing, yeah. paired up with Megan, who's our contract biller, and they split it, and it was like ridiculous. Like The results we got were so really good. Um, and then I did loads and loads of research on it. Um, was like, do you know what? I don't want a company where people are getting burnt out. Mm. And everyone that I spoke to was like so in flow. <laughs> so like really? the inflow sort of a theory. Um, and when you break it down, you're like, God, yeah, it makes loads of sense. Like your people who are BD and your new business people are out on the road all the time, bringing in new business. And then you've got the people who are a bit more, mm. you know, relationship side or doing your delivery. And then you've got your resources doing the candidate side and everyone's doing what they're good at. What's been the key to... And the to billing's gone through the roof since really? we've done that. Yeah. So yeah, what's yeah. been the key to that working, do you think? Hire different people for different roles. Yeah. So... Um, but then, so I spoke... So I think I've had one person... Yeah. ...that really spoke a bit about this. <coughs> and uh, it was a guy called Nick. So he's, um, he's from... Uh, he works for Finley James. Yeah. And he's now in America. But he spoke about this. And what he said was really key and important that, that they had to get right was the communication between... And the relationship between the sort of de the delivery person yeah. and the new business person. Yeah. Like you said, pairs there. That there must be a reason why you've done pairs. And yeah. I'm sure you can expand it to like you could have one BD person and that may be two free delivery people. Yeah. But the pet, like, is that important? 
Yeah, um, we've we've had like 360s in place and then say we get a CV that's specced in and they're a delivery and you mm. think, do you know what? We interview you and you're just going to go really well with that person. Yeah. It's not really been planned out as such. For example, we've just done it with um, Tom and Holly. Holly was 360, doing okay. Um, but she was like, I do really want a delivery person to progress to the next level. And we got Tom's CV through and we were like, this just works. Yeah. And it was the match. Fair enough. Yeah, it's not been this big plan or anything. But yeah, <laughs> it's, um, it's just been like, we interview people all the time and if things work, yeah, yeah. we will move but, things about. But a big factor as to why I think billings have increased, etc., is, as you said, you, you've now got people in roles where they're doing, it's more actually, eight, instead of yeah. 50-50 doing something that they're really strong at and 50% yeah. something they're okay at, yeah. you've got people like 80% or whatever, 75% doing what they're really good what at. Really good at. Yeah, so you're not getting the yo-yo yeah. sort of thing, which is where everyone gets burnout and they go home really depressed because they've got no jobs on, but then they can't get the time to how do does what that, you do. How does that, how does that work commission-wise? It's just split 50-50. Is it? Yeah. So when they first come on, it's um, a 70-30 split Yeah. because that person's teaching the delivery person. It's yeah, usually yeah, yeah. a 360 teaching a delivery. And then once they're up to speed, it's a little team then, and then yeah. it's 50-50. Um, and is that person always be there? Um, no, so we, we got taught that you should be 70% in flow. So 70% of your time is what you're really good at and then yeah. 30% picking up the other person's role and vice That's versa. So, for example, if you've got a team and your BD is on holiday, yeah. your delivery would still start following your leads up and doing the BD side, but it's not forever. Yeah. It's just picking each other's roles up. So we make sure they're, they're competent yeah. at each side of it. Um, but the majority of the time, you're 70% in your flow. So 70% candidates or 70% BD. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, and do you see that in the future now, how it's going to... Yeah. Um, 360 is like really good, but it's, it's not that easy to get people that are yeah. very, very good at that. Um, so we've got a real good mix in here. We've got a few 360s. We've got yeah. resources coming through. And then we've got a delivery team and then people doing BD, our yeah. team leaders. Um, okay. Yeah. As we finish then, mate, what are you thinking about what are you making sure you do with your business to ensure you uh, evolve, stay stay relevant, these types of things? What are you thinking about going into next year? Um, one thing that I learned from Mike yeah. when I did that call with him was what's your, what's your value proposition to your clients, your candidates and your staff? Yeah. What like makes you stand out? Mm. Um, I'm really articulating that some way and making yeah. sure that your brand's out there and stuff so we've been doing that for like the last year it's like next year we want to make sure we sort of really make sure that that's communicated on LinkedIn obviously mm. help from you <laughs> as well um, but what just, just, yeah, quick, the, just the, I think for me next year the brand is going to be a big one because really? we're at 18 17, 18 we need to make sure that the brand's right so that we we can go to that next level because mm. I believe that it's going to be a lot harder without it. So yeah, yeah we need to get that right. Um, what, the marketing what, right as Because well. it's so easy, like, you speak to any recruit and be like, yeah, we're different. Yeah. It, you're right. It's like, okay, let's let's actually think about that. What makes you different? Well, yeah. And that doesn't mean... It's not easy. It's not because you're a specialist. No. It needs to be a bit more than that, doesn't it? It's got to be real. That's like, definitely part. Yeah, it's got to be real. That's such a good yeah, point. Yeah, it's got to be really real. And do you know what? If it's, I realised that it, for me, it was all about my staff, and that's fine. Mm. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe some businesses think it's got to be about the candidates or the clients first. But if it's not, then 
it's not. Yeah. Because for me, the staff are the, the big ones and then it'll all sort of filter through to the clients anyway. But I think be honest with yourself and say what it is and then maybe get some help in putting that together somehow. Yeah. Um, Nice. Don't you're, just don't just copy what someone else has done. It's got to be what you, if yeah, you're the it's owner. Be with, real. Yeah, you you're the owner that. of the business. What is it that's making? Yeah, because like, people um, people can really feel that when it's real as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's when it's really powerful. Yeah. yeah. Um, Work becomes a bit easier as well mm. if it's if it's if it's from sort mm. of the heart. So so it's, so it's brand. It's I mean you really strike me as someone that's always willing to learn. Yeah. Which I think is wicked, yeah, yeah. and which is why two years ago you made a decision to make a complete change. And yeah, I think that I think that's so important. So I guess. When I ask you that, you're someone that's very, yeah, you're open-minded on how things can evolve, but it's always yeah. thinking about how yeah. things can improve and get better and these types yeah. of things. I think the video thing's a big one as well. Which video? I hate to say it because I'm mean? like, terrified of it. Um, what doing, what vi- video? Videos and, you know, all that type of stuff. And, and, and we've been speaking about it for a long time because we, mm. we got loads of information from the Power Hive and Hint yeah, interview yeah. and stuff like that. But it's just making that change and going, right, this is... Yeah. This is a this is going to change now and training people and is it going to work? Our clients going to like it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that would be a huge thing if we can get to the end of next year and we're like got a good presence. More importantly, everyone like buys into it and yeah. we're getting good results from it. Um, You're going to be an even good spot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because be then, then well. it's like as you said, for me, it's like yeah, if you have that and then you've got a, a, a team in here that are bloody good at the yeah, exactly. bloody good at what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. That that is. That is the powerful, really powerful combination. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, okay, mate. Well, look, before we finish, what are you excited about? What's what's going on in your world that you want to shout about? Personally you, or just generally? Just, just in general, yeah. What's, uh, any more children? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm excited to see like where everyone goes now next year because we've got such a good team mm. and everyone's got like such good... Um, you know, exciting plans. Does that get you like buzzing? Yeah, like I love that sort of stuff. Um, like them all booking certain holidays or mm. people are planning families. Wow. That, you, you know, they're. Forgive some of us. Yeah, like, like it's nice to see someone, you know, be in recruitment and they've got enough savings to go, right, I'm going to yeah. have a baby now and the jobs, we're planning on like how we're going to backfill their role whilst they were away and stuff yeah. like that. And so you really open love, I love that, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said you obviously you answer that with like yeah obviously but yeah like, it can be quite typical where someone is thinking trying yeah. about around children and family and they might yeah. want to keep that sort of under wraps or whatever because mm. it's like oh what's going to happen in my work or whatever yeah. it seems like you're really you're really open around yeah. work we're planning yeah I think that's great yeah we try to like we did have a big uh, meeting the other day actually about this with the people that. Uh, uh, talking about this in the next year or two and you know how are we going to support your role what's going to happen with your clients well that's you know, amazing we've, we've um we've all you know we've all got each other's back in that sense so it's not about who does what role it's like everyone's there for each other for their time of their life do you know yeah um, i think that's great yeah we try to like have that type, type of culture um but yeah, that, I'm excited about that because obviously there'll be a lot of changes yeah that's amazing there's a guy getting married next year oh, and wow. um couple of really good strong billers that are brand new that are going to get houses and stuff like that really yeah cool stuff (laughs) cool so (laughs) a question i ask everyone to finish this uh podcast so you can answer this with a phrase a sentence whatever comes to mind yeah so if you could communicate to every single recruit out there they take on your advice they'd listen yeah phrase sentence what comes to mind 
What would you communicate to these people? Oh, no one's going to like this. Go on. Do your KPIs. <laughs> <laughs> Do your KPIs. Right, we're actually not a KPI-driven business, but they're really important. So, like, for anyone in recruitment, if you think you'd have to do KPIs, then something not right. What are you saying? Make sure that you know what, what activities what, you yeah. need to do. Whatever you know is works for you. Make sure you know what it is and just yeah. do it. Yeah, like, it's it's huge for, for us. Even, like, our top billers, we're... They know exactly what they need to do, and we, we make sure it is. It's only a few, but, yeah, but know no, what but works. It's, it's, it, yeah. yeah, know know what you need to do to yeah. achieve yeah. the success you want and more. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and just do how it. How many people? How many people know their numbers? I think that's great. No, advice. it's it's yeah, it's. I think a lot of people try and shy away from it. Think I want to be a business where it's not KPI driven, mm. but I have KPIs for myself. Like I don't yeah. see how you can work without measurable targets and stuff. So, um, just know what, even if it's two two good things or you know, yeah. just know what it is what you, why you're good at it yeah do your KPI people. do your KPI <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure mate thank, thank you, you. <laughs>